Chapter 20 of Flash Evans, Camera News Hawk by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter 20 Accusations. Flash moved swiftly to the door and jerked it open. The hall was deserted, but as he listened, he could hear the soft pad of footsteps fading away. That door didn't open by itself, he muttered. Someone was listening but whoever he was, he's gone now. Flash re-entered the bedroom. The shower was still running, but in a few minutes Doyle came out, wrapped in his flannel robe. Did you send that telegram? he asked. No, not yet. Doyle, there's no reason for you to resign. I'm fed up, the technician responded shortly. I've been thinking. I may keep on for a while. After all, my plans aren't turning out the way I expected. You mean you want to go on to Clinton? You believe my story, then? Yes, I don't honestly think you were a party to what happened today. Doyle drew a deep sigh. I'm glad to hear you say that, Flash. You've been pretty badly mixed up. Let's not argue that point, Flash interrupted. My opinion about Rascomb won't change. I intend to report him to the police. Doyle frowned. You're making a big mistake if you do that, Flash. Rascomb is an important man with connections around this city. Even if he had done what you think he did, it would be hard to prove. Not if you'll testify with me. Doyle shifted his weight uncomfortably. I couldn't be a party to railroading an innocent man. Innocent? That bump on the head confused you, Flash, Doyle said anxiously. Maybe you ought to see a doctor. You think I'm out of my head? Only on that one subject. You've been suspicious of Rascomb ever since you met him. And for a mighty good reason. I suppose you'll think I'm crazy if I tell you that Rascomb and Fleur locked me up in the lodge. What? Doyle demanded incredulously. After he left you, Rascomb came back. He boasted that he intended to pull off a final deal and skip the country. Take a look at this. Flash drew the picture of Albert Povey from his pocket and slapped it on the table before Doyle's startled eyes. Where did you get this, Flash? In Rascomb's desk? It doesn't seem possible, Doyle muttered. There is a marked resemblance, I'll admit, but Rascomb has no scar. You're mistaken there. He's been using clever makeup to keep it covered. Now, will you go with me to the police station? I still think you're mixed up somehow, Doyle protested. I hate to get involved in this mess. Rascomb isn't the man to take an accusation sitting down. Then I'll go to the police alone, Flash said shortly. It won't take me long to make my report. As soon as I'm through, we'll start for Clinton. We can't get out of here until the truck is repaired. Why not hire a car? We could take the hand camera, get our strike pictures, and come back here later for the truck. We could do that, Doyle agreed. Do you feel equal to the trip? Flash shook his head impatiently. No, but I'll keep going, somehow. He changed his clothes and hastily packed his belongings in a suitcase. Doyle watched him with a troubled gaze. Flash, you look bad, he said after a moment. Let me call a doctor. We haven't time. I'm on my way to the police station now. You might see if you can locate a car while I'm gone. Leaving Doyle in the room, Flash went downstairs to the nearly deserted lobby. 
as he reached the revolving door at the front entrance another man entered the hotel and they met face to face flash stopped short captain johns he exclaimed the army man peered at the young man an instant without recognition and then he remembered him evans isn't it yes i was trying to reach you by long-distance telephone only a few minutes ago flash began eagerly the captain cut him short major hartgrove and i arrived here early this morning glad to have met you again mr evans one minute flash protested as the man started to edge away i can't stop now captain johns apologized some other time i'll be glad to grant an interview i'm not after an interview or pictures i would like to give you some information about albert povey captain johns stopped short he gazed at flash intently albert povey no longer interests me he said the man is dead you are wrong sir povey never was killed in the train wreck i have proof of it impossible it happens that major hartgrove and i came here this morning to investigate that very thing povey is buried in a cemetery at clear lake i visited the grave myself it couldn't have been povey's grave the man still lives captain johns grasped flash by the arm come back into the lobby with me young man he urged if your information should be correct it will prove of vital importance to us flash sank into a chair beside the captain he offered the picture of povey and told where he had obtained it but do you realize what you are saying the captain demanded in amazement you are accusing herbert rascomb of living a dual life rascomb and povey are the same person flash insisted for years the man has been living a double existence as rascomb he's acted the part of a wealthy upstanding citizen as povey well i don't know much about his past albert povey was one of the most daring spies the government ever encountered explained captain johns he caused us great embarrassment recently evidence piled up against him had his death not occurred he would have been arrested within forty-eight hours i saw him on the train flash said at the time it appeared to me that he might have been shadowing major hartgrove your observation was correct povey knew that the government had taken an interest in a parachute which is being perfected by a man named bailey brooks he was under the impression that major hartgrove had possession of certain papers and specifications referring to it and when the train wrecked he tried to rob the major he made such an attempt and failed where is the major now flash asked i believe you said he was here at the hotel he is waiting for me upstairs and does he still have these specifications for brooks invention captain johns frowned in annoyance he felt that he had told the cameraman entirely too much the reason i ask is this flash said rascomb boasted while he held me prisoner that he intended to pull off one more deal before he disappeared he may have learned that major hartgrove is here major hartgrove is well able to look after himself the captain interposed dryly flash arose you don't believe my story he said i am convinced that you believe it returned captain johns your accusation against rascomb is amazing however i promise you a complete investigation will be made unless you work fast rascomb may disappear 
flash warned impatiently i was on my way to the police when i met you no you must not go there allow me to handle this yes sir a page boy crossed the lobby gazing questioningly toward the pair call for captain johns captain johns the army man signaled to the boy and upon learning that he was wanted on the telephone excused himself when he returned a few minutes later his face was sober i don't know what to think now he said that call was from charles w gordon gordon a prominent and respectable lawyer here in excelsior city he requested me to come without delay to room forty seven and to bring you with me why should gordon wish to see us he said he was representing herbert rascomb and had important information to offer it sounds like a trap exclaimed flash i hardly agree gordon is a reputable lawyer how did he know we were here in the hotel and together i was wondering about that mused captain jones we'll see him but if room forty seven is the spider's den let us keep an eye open for entanglements End of chapter twenty